Jesus said, Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, or your station in life. Jesus said, Who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. I'm Steve Webb, I'm your host, and this is LifeSpring number 105. God 
for God is love. By your love, I know what it means. By your love, you give unto me. By your love, I know what it means. By your love. This is Steve Webb with the LifeSpring Podcast, and I thought I'd open up the show today with Matthew Castile with By Your Love. Found that over at the Podsafe Music Network. What a day this has been. Uh, (laughs) As I'm recording it, it's late on Monday night, and uh, this has been a day that has been filled with all kinds of fun things. You know, I really had every intention of getting this show recorded early this afternoon. But it didn't work out that way. Woke up this morning and there was a flat tire on one of our cars, the car that uh, Leanne takes out for work to do our our windshield repair business. And so we had to get that fixed. But before that, or yeah, I guess it was before that. Yeah, it was actually last night. One of the upstairs toilets overflowed. (laughs) Isn't that nice? (laughs) One of the uh, favorite podcasts of mine is the 124 Worship. The host over there, David Guyon, uh, was talking about some plumbing woes that he had not too long ago. (laughs) It happened to me over the weekend. Now, it wasn't really, really horrible. I mean, um, it was, uh, well, relatively clean water, shall we say, that, that overflowed. But not only did it overflow, but it soaked through the floor, went down the joists, and began to come out through the ceiling downstairs. Uh-huh, yeah. And and downstairs, just below that bathroom. We see when, when, when houses are built, okay, they try to put the plumbing all kind of close together. So if there's plumbing upstairs, then in many cases there's plumbing downstairs. And the plumbing, the, the room that has the plumbing downstairs from the bathroom is the kitchen. Ah. Uh, yeah, so that was really nice. So, uh, yeah, we, we had to take care of that today. Also, we had some people come over. We called the homeowner's insurance, and they sent some people out, and so I dealt with that. So we had plumbing problems, had the flat tire problems, and uh, I had a, a doctor's appointment today, and um, I was diagnosed with hypertension. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, well, of course my blood pressure is high <laughs> with these things going on this morning. But, uh, yeah, the last few times I've gone in, it's been high. And I went in today, and it was, uh, like, through the roof. And so the doctor says, we gotta, we got to do something about this. So, uh, well, you know, what are you going to do? 
It's, uh, you know, just just part of the old aging process, kids. <laughs> you just got something to look forward to yourselves. Yeah, well, anyway, that that's my day. Uh, let's see. That, that's what was going on today. I'd like to talk to you just a little bit about the Podcast Peer Awards. I have been completely blown away and honored and just really pleased to have been nominated by my podcasting peers for an award in the religion category. If you're a podcaster, um, I would really encourage you to go to go to podcastpeers.org, um, get yourself registered with them if you have not already been, and vote for your favorite podcasts. They have um, different categories. The religion category is but one category. I believe there's about 20 categories. There's family-friendly, there's storytelling, there's music, there's business, and... Uh, just lots and lots of different categories. I would encourage you to go on over there and vote. And um, I'm just really honored to have uh, made it through the initial process of the uh, shall we nominate these guys portion. I don't really know what they call it, but <laughs> there was uh, there were several podcasts that were kind of pre-nominated and then you voted on those and the ones that made it through that nominating process made it into these uh, these finals. And so if you go to the podcast peers and you get yourself registered, click on the finalists section and that shows you where all the finalists are. So if you're a podcaster, I encourage you to do that. And another thing I'd like you to do is go over to, if, if you are an iTunes um, user, you may have not noticed, noticed or you may have noticed and you've done it, but if not, go to the podcast directory in iTunes and do a search for LifeSpring, and all of the LifeSpring shows will show up. Now, there's a couple of shows, if you do a search on LifeSpring, that will uh, be returned in the search results that are not LifeSpring shows. But if you would, uh, the, the LifeSpring shows that you listen to, if you would leave a comment in each one of those areas, I would really, really appreciate that as well to help people know as they're looking for good podcasts to listen to, go over there and, and uh, put a comment, put a review in of all the different life sh- Lifespring shows that you listen to. That would really um, help us out and I would really, truly appreciate it. Hey, let's listen to this right now. What do veteran broadcasters think of podcasters and podcasting? Join me, Trucker Tom, on Monday, September 18th for an interview I did with veteran broadcaster Hilly Rose. That's where podcasting comes in. It allows uh, allows, allows other people uh, to get into the business because there's nowhere anymore for new people to start out and, you know, uh, and to be back. <laughs> you have that opportunity, Tom. I give it to you. Listen to the perspective of a broadcaster who got his start in the golden age of radio and helped pioneer the genre of talk radio as we know it today. And I've been in broadcasting ever since in one one way or another. I've produced television shows uh, in the early days of television. And, uh, you know, I've been a freelance performer for many years. I do radio commercials, television commercials. I've had my own uh, TV shows and I've had my own radio shows. It's just, I've had a very long career. On Monday, September the 18th, find out about UFOs, electronic voice phenomena, and the unexplained. Ah! at www.truckertompodcast.com This is a celebrity endorsement from someone that you don't know. Of course you don't know me. The New York Times once called me the most famous person in New York that nobody knows. That's true. Go ahead, search it. 
But you know, to several hundred thousand people, I am known as that guitar man from Central Park. And I'm here to tell you that Earthlink is just about the best thing you can get on the internet these days. I mean, if, if you're anything like me and you hate junk mail, Earthlink spam blocker alone is worth a high-speed connection that starts at $12.95 a month. It comes with free antivirus software, a firewall, and spyware blocker. Look, take the word of somebody that you don't know and you have no reason to trust. Get Earthlink. So I want to thank Earthlink for being one of the sponsors to the LifeSpring family of podcasts, as well as GoDaddy. Hey, check out GoDaddy. Go to the LifeSpring show notes page and check out all the different discount codes you can use and and save money when you buy GoDaddy domain names or web hosting or what have you. Uh, You can get uh, with LS1, you get 10% off any order. Very cool. Well, as expected, I got quite a lot of response to last week's show on homosexuality. I got voicemails and emails, and I'm going to play a couple of excerpts of the voice comments and read a portion of one of the emails tonight. But I don't want this show, the LifeSpring show, to become debate central for this topic. LifeSpring is way, way more than that. So after I cover it here, I promise that it'll be a long time before you hear the topic discussed here. Now, if you want to continue the discussion, you can do so at the LifeSpring Family Forum. Just go to LifespringPodcast.com. You'll see an icon for the forum right there. And uh, start, a, start a thread. Start a conversation. You're, you're encouraged to do that. But, of course, there are rules there in terms of civility. And so we'll, we'll, you know, I'll ask you to keep it civil. But understand, there are those who really don't have a lot of interest in the subject. And so after the show today, we are going to move on and uh, not discuss it anymore on the show. Is that fair enough? I hope so. I, I, hope you, <laughs> I hope you agree with that. Let me first play this comment for you. Hey, Steve. Hi, this is Kevin Zubgai, who made the suggestion for show number 104. Um, so the... Let me say that these are edited comments. I'm not going to play the whole um, context of all of their comments. I've grabbed the relevant parts of their comments to play for the show tonight. I appreciate it, man. Um, it ministered to me, and uh, you've pretty much covered all the bases, you know, and uh, the uh, the whole the whole gamut, basically. Uh, even uh, the militants on both sides. Uh, so, um, um, if they didn't get the message, um, I certainly did about the love and compassion and the uh, victory we have in Christ, and that we just need to lay hold of that and. Uh, so I appreciate the reminder. I appreciate you actually uh, actually following up and doing that. All right. So that was uh, that was Kevin who kind of started the the whole ball rolling. And so Kevin, again, I it's fine. I'm I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad that we've had the discussion. And uh, thanks for the comment. Now this is um, a, a listener who I have, I've not heard of or heard from before. But uh, take a listen to this, and I'll be stopping this one as we go through it. Hi, Steve. This is Ken from The Flatus Show, and I wanted to respond to your uh, episode 104. I've been listening to your show, uh, I don't know, for the past few weeks. So I thought I'd take a listen and figure out myself if, you know, what you're like and what your show is like. Well, he had said that he heard about the show from um, another uh, program, and uh, so he said, you know, I just uh, wanted to see, you know, see what you're all about. 
I think you're you're uh, nice. You seem like a nice guy. I mean, you don't you know don't seem like a. <laughs> I threw in uh, that that little edit there. Um, uh, I, I you have a very clear position in in your uh, uh, belief about what Christianity is. And I thank you. I do try to make it very clear. I try to make things very, very easy to understand um, for uh, people that are, you know, investigating Christianity. And so I'm, I'm glad you uh, you said that I try to make it very, or that I make it clear. And I'm, I'm glad of that. Thank you. Um, now I am gay. Uh, my partner and I have been together for ten years. We're we have a family. I mean, it's us two. Plus. Uh, we're involved with our families and uh, host Thanksgivings and are part of the our, our families together and neighborhood and involved. I, I don't have a problem with being gay and uh, and I don't think God does either, though I'm sure you have a, uh, another view on that. And I- Of course I do and of course I made it very clear on show number 104 um, what I believe the Bible has to say about that and... Uh, uh, let's continue. And I know you do, and that's fine. But I know from personal experience that God has blessed me with being gay, and and uh, I have to assume He made me this way. Now, I, I now of course I made that um, I, I addressed that part of it too in show number one hundred four. Um, people that say you know God made me this way. I talked about the fact that the world is suffering under the consequences of sin that came into the world as a result of the sin of Adam and Eve. We talked about that. There's a lot of things happening in the world as a result of that original sin. Um, children are are born with birth defects. Um, that is not God's original plan for the birth of babies. There are uh, people are murdered every day. That is not God's plan. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I am not saying that if you are a homosexual, I look at you the same way as I look at a murderer. Don't misunderstand it. Don't put words into my mouth. But do remember that I said that the world is suffering under the the uh, consequences of sin. And I'm and I know a lot of other people. And I, I know a lot of born-again Christian gays and lesbians who are very devout, much more born-again than I am. I'm not, I don't consider myself born-again, but... Okay, and let me say to that that there are born-again gluttons and there are born-again alcoholics and there are born-again gossips and there are born-again, you name it. But that doesn't make any of those things right. Now, I've got lots and lots and lots of things to say at the end of this comment. Um, I've got scripture. I'm not just talking off of the top of my head. Uh, Let me continue. I consider myself um, religious, I guess. I don't know if I consider myself religious, but I recognize the uh, importance of uh, God and Christ in our lives. Oh, well, that's all I really wanted to say. I heard it, and I appreciate your position. At the end, you said, you know, uh, Jesus, you know, loves, you know, loves everybody. It's love is the the message. And I'm glad you defended uh, Christianity against people like the Fred Phelps groups that uh, focus on just hating, hating homosexuals and 
uh, and actually being nasty uh, with their with their use of the word fag, which is a hate-filled word. And there's no there's no good way of using that word. I absolutely agree with you. Um, it's just like any other uh, bad, I mean, hate-filled word. Yes. <laughs> like, whatever. You know. Well, I do. That, that exists. So um, I, I don't think you're anything like that. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't confuse you for that. I would have – I do have a, a, a something to say is that there are Christians who take um, the, Bible, the Bible literally, which is, you know, whatever you want to do. But there's this idea of – all right, I take the Bible literally where it's meant to be taken literally. Now, the Bible can be very clear. If you are a student of the Bible, it becomes very clear where things are to be taken literally, where things are to be taken uh, figuratively, and uh, where uh, things are to be um, taken as a part of the Old Testament dispensation or the New Testament dispensation, things like that, okay? So, I take the Bible literally but I also take it in context. You see, everything everything is um, a matter of balance, and you have to have a balanced view on these. But um, let, let me uh, let you continue. Obedience, right? And I know that there are people who have justified me, me their Christians who okay, take um, the, the Bible literally, which is, you know, whatever you want to do but there's this idea of obedience right and i know that there are people who have justified their abuse of gay people physically and leading up to murder on uh you know those those passages like your leviticus okay yes um i suppose there are those that do um but there are also those that take the bible um, to justify polygamy and uh, just about any other crime, just as if the the uh, the terrorist uh, Muslims are taking the Quran and using it to justify killing, uh, murdering innocent people. No, that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. The Bible says, "Thou shalt not murder." That's very clear. But I have a problem with that because I don't think that's very Christian. So that is correct. Uh, what's the stop? You know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but I just think it's wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. Um, I don't know what they were talking about in Leviticus, but I know it has nothing to do with me. All right, we are going to talk about that. What again? We'll talk a little bit more about the Leviticus uh, passages. Uh, my homosexuality. I just know that. I just know it. Okay. Uh, I just know it. I just know it. Well, I don't just know anything. Okay. Um, what I talk about here on the show is what the Bible teaches. I don't talk about, you know, my beliefs. If I say it's my beliefs, I say it's my beliefs. But when I say the Bible says, then it's not me, and it's just not you know what's coming out of my head or coming out of my heart. It's what the Bible says. And um, let me continue with the just last few seconds here of uh, uh, Ken's comment. Uh, so anyway, take care. Good podcast, and uh, thank you. Have a good day. All right. Well, thank you really very much. I mean, Ken sent a, a over six minute comment and uh it was very good oops i'm sorry i'm sorry anyway um that's one thing about using itunes is it just goes to the next cut 
All right. So anyway, um, he sent a very long, very thoughtful comment. And um, Ken, I appreciate it very much. And my responses to you are, are done not in uh, a spirit of uh, confrontation or aggressiveness, but merely a response, uh, a biblical response to your comments. All right. Now, here's a, uh, an email that I got. And on this one, I'm going to leave the name off. And uh, you'll just have to trust me on this one, okay? Um, The writer says, Steve, I have a lot of gay friends who love Jesus. So this issue is a really, really important... I'm sorry. So this issue is really, really important to me. One of my friends is a pastor of a church who is married to another man. I could be deceived, but I see God in their relationship. Okay, my comment. I don't know what that means when you say, I see God in their relationship. Does that mean they love each other? Well, I never said that homosexuals don't have the capacity to love. Um, so I, I really don't know what you mean when you say, I see God in their relationship. Okay, then the writer continues. Remember when God let down the sheet for Peter and called what he had previously called unclean, clean? Okay, what happened was um, God let down or gave um, Peter this vision of a sheet being let down out of heaven. And in the sheet, were un- what had been considered in, under the Old Testament law unclean um, um, animals for consumption, for eating. And he said, you know, it's okay now. All right, so that's, that's what that's all about. <laughs> and that's Steve's interpretation of what happened there. Back to the writing. He says, do you think that this is the only time God will or has changed his mind? Okay. What I'm going to do is put in the show notes a link to an extremely good uh, response to that question as to whether or not God will or has changed his mind. But let me sum up something that's, that, well, let me just read a scripture for you from Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. Numbers is in the Old Testament. It says, God is not a man that he should lie. He is not a human that he should change his mind. Has he ever spoken or failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Okay, so in Numbers, it says that God doesn't change his mind. Hmm. So how do you square that with what happened with Peter in the sheet? Well, take a look at that link that I'm going to put in the show notes page. And um, very, very good, well-thought-out presentation of the response to that. And I'm I'm not taking... um, credit for that. I didn't write this particular page, but as I was researching for the show, I came across this one and it says it real well. So check out the show notes page. All right. I'm continuing the email. In the same way, the church extends grace and acceptance to divorced people. I'm longing for the day we start to extend grace to gay Christians in my heart. And if I'm deceived, I'm glad because it makes me love God more. But in my heart, I think God is lowering a sheet once again and giving a liberty that was once a strict restriction. I wouldn't support promiscuity in the gay community any more than in the straight community, but I really think God can bless a committed homosexual relationship. Do you think I'm deceived? Um, listen, it's not about what you or I think or believe. It's about what the Word of God says. If we start taking out parts that we don't like or that we don't agree with or that don't go along with our worldview, then we put ourselves on very, very dangerous grounds, my friend. 
Do I think you're deceived? Well, let's look again at some of the scriptures. Listen, either the Bible is the authoritative word of God or it's not. I happen to believe that it is. I base that on study and on personal experience. Listen, I tried to pick and choose what I wanted when I was younger, and it didn't work. When I decided to accept what is written and live my life by what is written, I became a much happier, much more well-adjusted person. I trust the Word of God implicitly. Let me read for you from the New Testament. And again, this is going to be a show where I read quite a bit of Scripture. But this is such an important topic, and I really, really don't want to talk just from my head or from my heart. You know, I went, by the way, to listen to the, the show that, uh, that Ken does. And in it, he talks quite a bit about religion and about homosexuality. And over and over, he said things like, let me, I, I wrote some of it down. You hear a lot from Ken that he says, I think, or I believe, I haven't done a study of it, but personally, I don't believe God works that way. I don't think, or I think, and then one line that he said was, it annoys me that God loves you just as much as he loves me because I know you're wrong. Listen, Ken, it does not annoy me at all that God loves you. I know you're wrong (laughs) because of what the word of God says, not because of something that I think or something that I feel. And I'm not any better than you. It's only that I have read more and I'm perhaps more educated as to what the Word of God says. That's all. So I'm not talking about these biblical things just from my head. So listen, I talked about the fact that the Bible is the authoritative Word of God. Listen to this from 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is Paul writing to Timothy. Timothy was a young pastor. Paul, of course, was... Actually, he wrote much of the New Testament. He says, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Have nothing to do with them, Paul says. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women, and I'm not going to get into that argument right there who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning, but never able to acknowledge the truth. Just as Jonas and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these men oppose the truth. Men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. You, Timothy, Paul says, you, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance. So you see, Paul was not an an intolerant person. He was a man of patience and love and endurance. Okay, let's continue. Uh, My way of life, persecutions, sufferings, 
What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured? Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil men and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus. Now here's the nut. This is the the central part right here. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. He didn't say some of the scripture. He didn't say some the scripture that you like. He said all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So it doesn't matter what I want. It doesn't matter what you want. What matters is what does the scripture say? So in the beginning of this chapter here, Paul described what people were going to be like in the end times. Now, whether we're in the end times or not, as you listen to this list of the types of people that will be in the end times, you have to look at it and say, wow, there's a lot of people just like that right now. Lovers of themselves, boastful, proud, abusive, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, and on and on and on. That is not a, a nice list of people, but that's what's happening today. All right, well, let's go on. Let's take a look at Romans. What does the, one of the um, arguments that the people that would like to justify homosexuality, one of their arguments is, well, that was Old Testament. There's really nothing in the New Testament about it. Well, let's take a look at it one more time in Romans chapter 1. Again, this is Paul. And he says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. I'm kind of relating this to the email that I got from the listener who said, Am I deceived? Okay. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, now listen, therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. So they're talking about lesbianism there. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. That's homosexuality. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. Listen, it's not what I say. It's not what you say. It's what the Bible says. There's nothing unclear about this passage. Paul continues, 
Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant. We're going to get back to the God-hater thing in a, in a minute. Insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. Now, this is not just a description, by the way, of, of, of just homosexuals. This is, this is describing people who reject God. Homosexuality is certainly a part of that rejection. And I'm, I know that hurts to hear it, but I'm only going by what the Word of God says. This is not me. This is the Bible. But hang on. Don't turn away yet. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to, th to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Again, put that in context with that last email. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10 says, Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. All right, let me, let me just stop right there and say, well, you know, maybe God will, will um, maybe God is changing his mind here. Well, take a look at this list that, uh, that homosexuality was thrown in here with. Is God going to say, well, you know, um, adultery is okay now. Prostitution is okay now. Thievery is okay now. Greediness, drunkenness, slanderous. No, of course not. Homosexuality is in that list. I didn't write it. 1 Timothy chapter 1. But some teachers have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time arguing and talking foolishness. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they're talking about, even though they seem so confident. We know these laws are good when they are used as God intended. But they were not made for people who do what is right. They are for people who are disobedient and rebellious, those who are ungodly and sinful who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who murder their father or mother or other people. These laws are for people who are sexually immoral, for homosexuals and slave traders, for liars and oath breakers, and for those who do anything else that contradicts the right teaching. That comes from the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed God. This is, this is hard teaching if you are you know, wanting to justify homosexuality. All right. To answer the, the question about, well, you know, I, I, I have born-again friends who are homosexual. I have homosexual friends who are pastors. It, it, it's hard to, well, I, I have to be true. I have to be faithful to what the Word of God teaches. Jesus said in John the 14th chapter, If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. He's talking there about the Holy Spirit. 
The world cannot accept him, the Holy Spirit that is, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. He's talking to the believers. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has... Listen, this is Jesus talking. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, and I'm still reading there, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. All right, so you say, okay, well, Jesus never talked about homosexuality. Well, we don't really know that. In John chapter 21, 25, it says, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. This is an area where I, th I think Jesus isn't recorded saying anything about it because he didn't have an issue with it. He didn't have a disagreement with it. And then again, further on in the New Testament, after Jesus has been crucified and resurrected, Paul, who is an apostle, gave you those things that I said earlier about homosexuality. I think Jesus is, again, this is me thinking, okay? I believe that Jesus is not recorded saying anything against homosexuality because he didn't disagree with what it was with what was said in the Old Testament. I think he believed that it was plenty clear. Do I think that he's he's going to change his mind now? Um numbers says he doesn't change his mind. And if we start changing what the Bible says, we are on very very thin ice. So summing it up, scriptures make it abundantly clear to anyone willing to study the scriptures without an agenda, homosexuality is a sin. Does that mean that God hates homosexuals? No. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. No, God does not hate homosexuals any more than he hates me for my sins. He loves you. He loves them if you're not a homosexual. He loves, any, he loves everyone. However, this love does not allow us to continue in our sin. This is an extremely important point. 
in John chapter 8, verses 9 and 11. This is actually, this is at the end of the, um, the story where, where a, uh, an adulteress was brought before Jesus. She was caught in the act, according to what the men said. And they said, you know, what do you say we should do with her? And Jesus said, you that are without sin cast the first stone. And when they heard it, now I'm reading. And when they heard Jesus say that, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones. And he was left alone and the woman where she was in the midst. Turning the page and straightening up, Jesus said to her, woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? And she said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way. From now on, sin no more. Now, listen. In the Greek, I don't often get into this part of it, but this is very important. In the Greek, the way words are said conveys so much more meaning than the meaning that is uh, able to be conveyed in English. When Jesus said, from now on, sin no more, that those first three words, from now on, were given a great deal of emphasis. And he, it's like he, he said, listen, woman, from now on. He wasn't, he wasn't yelling at her, but he, he was saying it to her is with as much emphasis as he could. From now on, sin no more. And the word sin is said in such a way that it means stop doing it now. So, from now on, with great emphasis, stop sinning. He called sin, sin. He didn't say, hey, you're a bad girl and I hate you and you're going to go to hell for your adultery. He didn't say that. He said, I don't condemn you. But from now on, you better stop. In the fifth chapter of the book of Romans, Paul talks about grace and how because of the sacrifice made by Jesus on the cross, the shedding of his blood, we have forgiveness for our sins. And because there was great sin, so the grace that was bestowed was great as well. Now, in the sixth chapter, right after that, Paul goes on to say, and I'm reading here, Romans 6, verses 1 and 2. Paul says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means or no way. We died to sin. How can we live in it? any longer. So yes, God has infinite grace, but that doesn't mean we should therefore presume on that grace. Let's not cheapen grace by presuming, okay? Let's not, for the sake of feeling better about ourselves or our friends, pick and choose the parts of the Bible that we want to believe. If you will become a real student of the Word, you'll find that God is very clear about what sin is and what sin isn't. But you have to be a student of the Word. You have to understand the balance thing. Yes, God has grace, 
because he knows that we, in our human condition, cannot live a sinless life. But, by the same token, we shouldn't therefore just presume and say, hey, dude, I'm going to go out and do whatever I want. It doesn't work that way. the answer 
a face is the answer Eric Bartiman with the answer. All right, so that's the show for today. I promise next week we're not going to talk about homosexuality. And we're going to move on with other topics of great interest, hopefully to lots and lots of people. Hey, if you've got any questions for me, send them in to steve.lifespring at gmail.com, or you can also call me at the voicemail line at 206-350-CALL. I love to hear from you, and if you want to continue this conversation, like I said earlier in the show, start a thread over at the LifeSpring Family Forum. Just go to LifespringPodcast.com where you'll find all the LifeSpring shows and you'll also find the forum link there as well. I encourage conversation. I look forward to it and I do um, contribute to the conversations myself on the forum too. So I'm glad you're here. I do love you no matter how you feel about me right now. And I know that God loves you as well. So thanks for uh, so thanks for coming by, and I'll see you next time. My name is Steve Webb, and I pray that God will bless you in Jesus' name. This has been an In Touch Productions podcast. <laughs>